Live from the heartland and the crossroads of America, it's Tony Katz today. The more things change, the more things stay the same. And the thing that stays the same is that people really want your attention, really want to outrage you. If I were to go back in in our cultural history, just to the advent of Madonna, Madonna in the 80s was a revelation. Who had ever seen anything like that? Then again, who had ever seen anything like the Beatles on Ed Sullivan? And rock and roll in general. Who had seen Elvis? The idea of shocking, the idea of changing the status quo. It came, used to be, in these moments of what is it that I'm looking at? Things that were of amazement. And of, yep, the future is going to look much different. You can't make that argument in today's world. The Madonna of today is nothing like the Madonna of the 80s, never mind the fact that she's much older. She still thinks she can shock in the same way, and she cannot. You can make out with Britney Spears, but that was a dozen years ago. All right, maybe it was a little bit less. But when you show up as a 60-some-odd-year-old woman in almost no clothing... Uh, all, all, all we say is, all right, that's just a day on the streets of New York. We're past that moment. But the more things change, the more things stay the same. People desperate to somehow shock you with, well, what they consider uh, is their poke in your eye. Tony Katz, Tony Katz today. It's so good to be with you. Facebook, Tony Katz Radio. Find everything at TonyKatz.com. So when I see this video of a guy and a girl walking and they both have some purple hair and, and well, this is what she's saying. I am wearing the pants. He's wearing the skirt. We're both gay. He's pregnant. I have two girlfriends. It's 2021. I mean, that would have been a statement that was just outrageous five years ago. Now's the... People still trying the same old things to get you outraged, to get us to say, my gosh, the problem here, and it's how I discuss it in, in, in context of Jon Stewart, is that this is on TikTok. Your kids are on TikTok. And if no one is there to say, well, you know, that's not normal. None of that is actually true. I mean, she could be gay and he could be gay, and that's fine, and he's wearing a skirt, and okay, I think that's weird, but whatever. But he's not pregnant because men don't get pregnant. If you're not there to tell that to your kid, your kid might actually believe that. I think the thing that is the, the shocking part is that the parents actually has to do so much more work because there's so much more of an attack against what we know to be logical and decent and rational. Men do not get pregnant. No man has ever gotten pregnant. Stop it. Women get pregnant. Men don't get pregnant. Anything else said is a lie. And if your child says it, your child is lying. So the question before us is, what are you telling your child? 
Do you tell your child they're lying? Or do you say, like, no, 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 that's, that, you know that's not true. Men don't get pregnant. Well, if, if, if it's a woman who, and, and, or was a woman and they transition, then a man could get pregnant. No, dear, dear sweet. That, that, they're, they're, they're not a, a man. They're, they're a woman. No, they say they're a man, so they're a man. You have to accept that. This is the part, I, I, this is the part exactly that Jon Stewart missed. This is the part that Jon Stewart missed and why it matters so incredibly much. But what stays the same is that there's this, this never-ending group of people that, that want to somehow, you know, cause an outrage. Look how different we are. I wonder if these two have any idea how great it is to live in America. And maybe they, you know, if you were to get them on politics, would you, would you believe uh, that they, they like the country or they hate the country? Because I'm willing to believe they'll talk about how awful the country is and how oppressive the country is. This is the country that allows you to walk down the streets and make this video and post this video. And nobody attacked you or jailed you. You will not run into any Uyghur, Muslim, Uyghur Muslims at the uh, re-education camp and be like, hey, what's up? You're here too? Wow, crazy, huh? It's not going to happen. You're going to get 3,900 likes. Because that's what this has so far. That's that's what you're going to get. The more things change, the more things stay the same. And what stays the same is that parents are willing to protect their kids at all costs. What changes is the man. You guys understand that the Democratic Party is now the man, right? The Democratic Party was out there in the 60s, oh, those kids and those hippies, and they were fighting for love, man, and we're going to end the war, man, and we're going to end the military-industrial complex, man, we're going we're gonna to bring about peace, we're going to really change things, man. And then they got older, and they got into elected office, and they realized they can make some money by peddling this nonsense, and now they're the man, and they're the ones droning people to death. They're the ones committing the wars, they're the ones engaged in the atrocities. And it's us on the political right. We're the counterculture, baby. We're the ones who are like live and let live and down with the man and make your own choices. And don't trust anyone over 30. All right, 50. But neither here nor there. Takes more time to create a conservative. They just need a little bit more life experience. That's all. California parents and teachers opposing school vaccine mandates are planning a statewide walkout in California. My, uh, my business partner, I had a business before getting in, into radio, and it was uh, created with a, a, a fraternity brother of mine who is, uh, to date, my dearest friend in the world. Um, and I, I, since I am convinced that one day we're going to get back in business together, uh, I always refer to, to him as my business partner. Always. Um, only when, when we... I, this was the business that I lost. I lost everything in, in doing a, a true story. I don't know if you have friends like this or not. Uh, we knew it was over, went to the bank, was in the strip shopping center, uh, closed up the account, walked outside, took a breath. And I looked at him and I said, you want to grab lunch? And we went and, and we got burritos. I don't know how many people you could, like, lose a whole business with and then just go get lunch. He's one of those dudes. That's, that's our friendship. 
He lives in California, but he knows that the end is nigh and now officially looking. It's been a conversation. It's been a discussion. How can you stay if they're going to tell you you must vaccinate your children? They are telling you that students who don't comply will be required to do an independent study. You can get medical or personal belief exemptions. That's if they accept it. But they had already had uh, the mandate for grades 7 through 12. Now for ages 5 and older. Look, I, I, I don't talk vaccine status because I believe that nobody is actually interested in, in you. What they're interested in is the political football. I start talking about status. Am I, am I not? What I, and next thing you know, that's the conversation that people want to use to destroy or want to use to ridicule or want to use for, for all sorts of purposes. I have no interest in playing in that game. I'm staying out. Right? One day, my employer or others may out me. I'll deal with that at the time. But I can say without any hesitation that I understand the parents all too well who don't want to get their kids vaccinated because they're just not sure. If you're, if you're in your mid-40s and you have your kids, you might say to yourself, all right, I'll get vaccinated. It's fine by me. You may be somebody in your 80s who's already had COVID and be like, no, 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 no. I'm not getting vaccinated. I'm, I'm, I'm 85. I'm going to die. I really don't want to take the risk of it being that. I notice lots of people, um, lots and lots and lots of people are discussing issues with the vaccine, discussing um, advanced cases or, 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 or increased cases, not advanced, sorry, increased cases of myocarditis, right, inflammation of the heart and, and a series of things. I have seen these stories anecdotally, and I'm only bothered that as of yet, and you may have, if you haven't, send it to me, Tony at TonyCats.com, feel free, always, that's how we work, guys. I have not seen the scientific literature. I have seen anecdotal stories. And, and usually I, I pay no mind to them. Like, okay, that happened. When I say I pay no mind, like, I, 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 can, I can believe you, but I can't take that as something that's happening, you know, across the, across the strain, across the whole uh, field. I'm seeing a lot of them. And I'd love to get some data, understand what it is I'm looking at, or maybe uh, a way of asking the questions about what it is I'm hearing to get more understanding of it. But the idea that, that people don't want to vaccinate their kids makes perfect sense to me. And the idea that there's anybody in society that says you have to vaccinate your kids, well, bring on the fight. There is nothing new under the sun about parents protecting their children. And going to great lengths to do so. I'm going to get into the conversation about Loudoun County coming up. That's in Virginia. That's been a, a ground zero for a lot of people about the, this, this wokeness. They went to a rally in California holding up signs that say, My body, my choice, teach freedom, stop the mandate, and support parent choice. 
I always support school choice and parental choice. It's why I, I, I support edchoice.org. I only support school choice. You sh- The money is yours. It's your kids. You are the one who gets to make the decision. You don't have to go to the local bad school just because that's where the teachers get paid. I'm not in it for the teachers. I'm in it for my kids, and therefore there will be other schools that do better that need good qualified teachers so the jobs will be there for the teachers. We've got nurses who are losing their jobs and there's no way to replace what it is they offer. Because when you take a nurse of 30 years and say, oh, you won't get this vaccine, you're out of a job, you're not losing a nurse. You heard me talk about this last week. We're gonna dig into more of this. This really is the book. If, if I ever write the book, this is it. We lose the institutional knowledge. Culture is not so much about what we see. It is what we pass on. It is the generations on generations of learning how to do, act, and be. How we interact with each other, how we respond, how we engage societies that create a maximum level of peace. Therefore, a maximum level of survivability, therefore a maximum level of of freedom and individuality. Culturally, this is what we try to pass down. Thus, the importance of the family unit. Thus, the importance of, of financial responsibility. Thus, the importance of being a nation of laws and not a, not a nation of men. That's what's important. And, and, and encouraging this down the line. Well, when, when societies decide that the, the, the government apparatus is, is more valuable than the individual, well, that's a society that's got to get changed. And what you're seeing from these parents in California is, no, government, you're not as important as our decisions. We matter more. You matter less. And so they're going to have to make the decision to starve the schools, to break them. To explain to them what the reality is. That's going to become extremely important. Parents fighting for their children, the more things change, the more they stay the same. That's nothing new. What it is, is increasingly difficult with a government that has a media apparatchik working with it to excoriate those parents. When those parents get shamed or shunned or called racist or bigots or the Department of Justice refers to them as domestic terrorists and the parents say, and I'm quoting, and they keep advocating for their kids. Couple of teenage tools with tie-dyed hair and claiming I'm a this and I'm a that and he's pregnant and this is this in 2021. Uh, the shock value doesn't change. Nor does it change that men don't have babies because men are not women and women are not men and that's always the way it will be no matter what. Keep fighting for your kids because that should never change. And I've got more on that story. Coming up, I'm Tony Katz.
Former Secretary of State and Chairman of the Joint Chiefs of Staff Colin Powell passed away this morning at the age of 84. Senator Todd Young of Indiana putting out the statement, I am saddened by the news of Colin Powell's passing. I'll be praying for his family. He was a faithful husband and a devoted father. Powell was a selfless patriot, a dignified statesman and a pioneer. As a public servant, Powell embodied the meaning of duty, honor, and country. He uplifted the institutions he's touched by serving others. Powell left behind a legacy of unimpeachable integrity. May his example of statesmanship continue to mentor this and future generations to recall how true public leaders lead a nation. Tony Katz, Tony Katz today, it's good to be with you. It was complications from COVID. That's what they're saying led to the death of uh, the former secretary. I think the, the legacy of Colin Powell is a bit more complicated than Senator Young wants to put out there, but I would expect no other statement from uh, the senator, just like I would expect no other statement from uh, George Bush, who uh, worked with Colin Powell, Colin Powell, his secretary of state. It was Colin Powell, who was the chairman of the Joint Chiefs for his father, George H.W. Bush, for uh, Bill Clinton. Awarded the Purple Heart and the Bronze Star. Uh, I think it was two, tour to, two tours in Vietnam. Um, actually, it was injured in a helicopter crash where he was helping other soldiers and then was awarded the Soldier's Medal. Um, also, the, the Legion of Merit, uh, a series of, of, of others, um, accolades. But the conversation's going to be about Iraq, whether we should have gone into Iraq to begin with, whether or not he lied to the country, whether or not yellow cake was a thing. And I say again, I was never, ever, I, I won't lie to you. I just, I just won't do it. I was never one of the people. Uh, who was upset about going into Iraq. You can argue that we've got much more data now. We probably had data then. It was like, yeah, this wasn't necessary. But I simply argued we didn't find any weapons of mass destruction. Good. Uh, now let's, uh, let's stop the rape rooms. That was always my take. I, I wouldn't, I, again, I won't lie to you. The man served his country. He's got an incredible story. I did not like the post-Colin Powell and the anti-Trumpness and the really what I think a lot of people fell into with this trap of thinking that somehow they have the secret knowledge as opposed to engaging with reality. But the man served his country and should be remembered as such. Colin Powell, gone at the age of 84. I'm Tony Katz. See, I'm here to tell you that just because you win doesn't mean you're one. We've got folks who are ready to take back what they think is theirs, but they are not entitled to our progress. They are not entitled to our justice. They are not entitled to our votes. But either we use them or we lose them. I come from a state where I was not entitled to become the governor. But as an American citizen and a citizen of Georgia, I'm going to fight for every person who has the right to vote to be able to cast that vote. And here in Virginia, you need to cast that vote for Terry McAuliffe. That's Stacey Abrams. Campaigning for Terry McAuliffe. 
in Virginia. It's going to be a tight race. I still see McAuliffe as a head based on the people I speak to on the ground. Me, I'm Tony Katz. Tony Katz today. It's so good to be with you. He's running against Republican Glenn Youngkin. Y-O-U-N-G-K-I-N. It's pronounced Youngkin. And it's a tight race. But McCall was governor once before, running again. He's a he's an odd, odd, odd dude. Just nasty and angry and all sorts of those things. And he comes across as incredibly abrasive. Who in the world would want to work for this guy? I mean, who in the world would want to work for, for this guy? But every now and then, he uh, I don't know, tells the truth like this interview which i think was on abc but they got to get this done I'm, I'm i'm just tired of it they need to do their damn job and here we got control of the white house and the house and the senate and we are just looking foolish because we've got a bill that overwhelmingly passed in the senate we can't get it through the house get in a room quit talking to the press all day and all they do is go out and chitty chat and talk to the press get in a room and figure out what's going to help America and get a pass signed into law. I'm just tired of the bickering, and we are losing. Americans are losing. You mean the Democratic Party is losing? He's talking about the $1.2 trillion uh, infrastructure bill. The $1.2 trillion that the progressives refused to pass out of the House, even though it passed the Senate, because the Senate wouldn't pass the $3.5 trillion infrastructure package because Manchin and Cinema disagreed. And from what I'm seeing, Cinema still disagrees. And there's this, this great bit of data. This is so, so good. Because Representative Ocasio-Cortez is thanking every person who contributes to her campaign. Not only are you I, we think we could do this work, but you also prove that we can elect and support people to Congress free of dark money and corporate lobbyists. Quarter three, she raised $1.6 million. I'm sorry, that's insane. $1.6 million. You wonder how popular Ocasio-Cortez is? Well, she's $1.6 million uh, popular. Well, people are mocking Kirsten Cinema for her fundraising in the quarter. It's $1.138 million. What are you, what are you mocking? They have attacked Kirsten Cinema, the senator from Arizona. They have ridiculed her. They have they have questioned. Yeah, she's not a Democrat. They've they've followed her into the bathroom to videotape her. She gets no peace. She gets no rest because she doesn't believe in this bill. She's still a Democrat. She's still a progressive. Maybe she's a Democrat, not a progressive. No, she's a progressive. She just doesn't believe in this bill. Maybe she'll look at another bill. We already know that Joe Manchin will look at another bill. You give him $2.1 trillion worth of spending, he'll look at it. Can you imagine the insanity of such a thing? That's why you got to know Joe Manchin is not, a, is not a Republican. He's not a conservative. Zero. The Democratic Party hates him. But he'll go because he'll go along with 2.1, not 3.5. They don't care what they're spending it on as long as they're spending it to get closer to their ideological desires. That's why they say things like the money doesn't matter. What are our values? Well, your values are a radical ideology that fails every every single one of us. So, you know, we got to fight that too. But as I see it, cinema had a pretty good haul for someone who's so hated. For someone who's such a disaster, 1.138. 
Oh, they're mad because it's the it's the big pharma donation. Oh, is is that what they're mad about? Yeah, no, I'm, I'm reading. They're about not. That. They're mad that cinema hasn't fallen apart and resigned. They're angry that they can't force her, and they're super angry that Arizona is cool with her. They hate the fact that Arizona is like, no, this is kind of the the person that we elect. This is how we work here. This is how we do it. This is the kind of quirky thing we're down with. I'd like a little bit more of this quirky thing in Indiana, personally. I wouldn't mind it. I'd be cool. 90% of her donations came from outside Arizona. So what? I'm just reading the article. You, th- you, th- you think uh, 100% of uh, Ocasio-Cortez's donations came from the 14th District of New York? I would uh, highly doubt that. I also would highly doubt such a thing. I think that her number, though, that number is is insane. Insane. How big that number is, 1.6 million. That freaks me out. That freaks me out. But nothing makes me laugh like uh, Stacey Abrams saying, I come from a state where I was not entitled to become the governor. Well, first of all, no one's entitled to become governor. And secondly, you ran and you lost. You lost. You won't accept defeat. You, 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 you want to make the claim that the election was rigged. I don't know what kind of person does that. What kind of person so long after an election keeps claiming that it was rigged and says that it was everybody else's fault but their own? Can you imagine being that kind of person? My God, I don't think you should be so emblematic of Hillary Clinton. Screw you, that's a great joke. Yeah, that's you, not where I thought you were going. You know what? Oh, and that's why it delivers. That's the payoff, producer Ari. Yeah, Hot no, damn you. right there. That's gold, Jerry. You all better learn to step up to my level. Speaking of not on my level, George Decay. Now, I did want to talk about Loudoun County. But I, I got to talk about George Decay. I got to fit these both in. I got it. All right, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to do this. All right, first I'll talk about Loudoun County. Then I'll get to George Decay. Loudoun County. This is the Virginia County, Northern Virginia, that's been kind of a ground zero for the conversation about critical race theory. And that's only because of its proximity to D.C. Everybody's having this conversation all across the country. The conversation in Loudoun County is not more important than conversations in central Indiana or conversations in Tulsa, Oklahoma, or conversations in Atlanta, Georgia. It's just not. Well, the Loudoun County superintendent is now apologizing. Why? Because it turns out that this guy, Scott Smith, his daughter was assaulted in a school bathroom. And when he went to talk to the school about it, they wouldn't talk to him. And then they decided to utilize him and, and polarize him, right? It's, it's Alinsky. Pick the target, personalize it, freeze it, and polarize it. As somehow the face of being abusive to school boards. His daughter was allegedly assaulted in a school bathroom by a male student who said they were female. And then another girl alleges an assault in a bathroom. Well, they claimed in Virginia that they, they had no record of these things taking place. And now the superintendent, Scott Ziegler, is apologizing, saying that he's, quote, sorry that we failed to provide the safe, welcoming, and affirming environment that we aspire to provide. We acknowledge and share in your pain, and we will continue to offer support to help you and your families through this trauma. School boards are the trauma. By the way, sexual assault, trauma. I'm not trying to downplay that. But the trauma here, 
for, for a lot of people, because not every school is dealing with a hidden sexual assault, is how school boards attack parents day in and day out. The Department of Justice is referring to parents as terrorists and school boards stay silent, even though it was the school board's association who asked for it. Well, when a school board is silent, they are guilty of doing such a thing, of attacking parents in this way, of going along. If only because I've learned that silence is violence. I get it. Silence isn't really violence. Violence is violence. But they're the ones who told me that silence is violence. So now I'm, I'm engaging that mathematics that they have taught me to question why they won't accept the fact that school boards in my listening areas and all across the country that silence is violence. And when you stay silent after the Department of Justice labels parents as domestic terrorists, why we push back on you. And pushing back on school boards is extremely important. And in Loudoun County, they got a school board member to resign. Beth Bartz has announced her resignation. She has been all about critical race theory, all about the anti-racism, all about teaching these left-wing ideological uh, conversations uh, in schools, f- uh, dismissing parents, being, being uh, nasty towards parents, and now she's resigning. Keep up the pressure, parents. Keep up the pressure. Do not get violent. There's no place for that. Do not intimidate. There's no place for that, meaning, meaning threaten. But these school boards, if you raise your voice, they consider it intimidation. That's not intimidation. Any school board that thinks the raising of a voice is intimidation doesn't know what intimidation is, and for that, you should have to resign. But applying pressure, good for you. Good for you. Extremely important. Extremely important and extremely valuable. I appreciate it greatly. We all do. Stay on it. Now, let's get... To George Takei, who, um, if I was going to use the proper nomenclature, I, I guess I would call him um, a loser. George Takei is a loser. Now, I, I mean, it's not nice. But first, Takei is going to go after William Shatner because Shatner got launched into space. And Takei is, I don't know, jealous about or whatever it is, and refers to Shatner as an unfit guinea pig. Yeah, they have bad blood. Dude, lots of bad blood. Shatner took my scenes. And Shatner's like, what are you talking about? By the way, I have no doubt that Shatner only wanted the attention on him. I don't doubt it at all. It was 50 years ago. How are you still mad about that? Uh, Money is what money is what money is. And... Ego is what ego is what ego is. Remember, he never really had a career after that, did George Takei, and that's on him. That's on him. That's the way it goes sometimes. But now George Takei is screaming and yelling about Dave Chappelle. Why? Because Dave Chappelle said something not nice about transgender people. What he said is men are not women and women are not men. He said gender is a fact. Why is that a problem? Why is that a problem? And Takei tweets out, if Dave Chappelle had so blatantly attacked other, another minority group, such as Asians, Muslims, or Jews, would Netflix have so readily stood by his artistic freedom? It's hard not to feel like trans people are considered fair game in today's America. This is why we must speak out. You, you're so desperate for attention. As Andrew Sullivan 
pointed out, who is gay in his own right, by the way, George Takei is gay, that Chappelle has attacked all of them. Space Jews was in the same set. So were black and Asian jokes. Did you even watch it? And the answer is no, he did not. He didn't watch it. Watching something, paying attention to something, knowing about something is not required. What's required for the woke folk is just pushing the woke agenda. And what's the woke agenda? Anything you say that isn't part of the accepted vernacular about the transgender is an attack. And then it can be applied to gay, it can be applied to black, it can be applied to Asian, it can be applied to Jewish, it can be applied anywhere. Somebody who wants to engage this woke nonsense wants to apply it. Only the accepted vernacular will do. Any questions, any conversations, any differences, any deviations will be determined to be racist and bigoted. So saith the woke, so saith the woke flock. And of course, this is wrong. And of course, you've got the reality that George Takei is wrong. But George Takei is only looking for attention and love. That's all he wants. He has no other desires. He doesn't necessarily believe it. He hasn't put any real thought into it. He doesn't believe in free speech when he says these things. But then again, I don't think he's put thought into that either. It is just reflex Pavlovian response. And that's what makes him so terrible. That's what makes him a loser. When you react in a Pavlovian way, as opposed to actually having thought out the issue, you provide no value. You're nothing more than a, a megaphone for the woke. And honestly, those people are loud enough. Uh, I, I'm telling you right now that if Takei had played it cool, he'd be on the next mission to space with Jeff Bezos. I don't think that's happening now. Kirk won. Sulu nothing. I'm Tony Katz. So the big story with Bitcoin is that they're now going to be able to offer a Bitcoin EFT. It got uh, approval. Tony Katz, Tony Katz today. It's good uh, to be with you. I, I honestly can't put my finger on what happens here with this. You, Bitcoin, we have a basic understanding of as cryptocurrency. Really a, a, a conversation of, of blockchain and its value to society and keeping things uh, private. The EFT would be, well, basically how markets are going to get more people involved in this uh, exchange-traded fund. They're going to be trading the, 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 the exchange, if you will. That's the best way I can describe it without being an expert. The real question here is what will this do to Bitcoin in terms of a price, which was over 60000 And does this get an immediate level of adoption or does it take time? Or does the market say, this is not who we are? Thank you. Thank you very much. I mean, last I checked, Bitcoin I mean, had, had cracked over 62000 so it's 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 running high. It is running running high. The ETF is going to invest in Bitcoin futures contracts and not in Bitcoin directly. So there's one of the 
the great differences. Where do you think Bitcoin's going? Which is really an argument of where you think crypto is going. Yet, you see some other stocks doing okay or some other coins doing okay, but you don't see it, you know, just just breaking out. You haven't seen Ethereum go to 10,000 or anything like that. It's still in that 3,000 mark. Litecoin is still under 200. So that's going to be the question. Where does this all go? Now, full disclosure, I play in the world of crypto, um, but I, I don't have enough Bitcoin to count. So I'm not somebody who has made money from this. I have some of the other ones, little bits here and there, nothing in, in great. If I had something in great, I would I would either share it with you or I, or, or I, would, I would stop being on radio. Wait, do I? I have to. Sh I would share with you if I have it. I don't think I'd share with you how much I have of it. So yes, I have fractional bits of Bitcoin. Where does this go? I don't know. I really don't. This is interesting though because it's more about acceptance than anything else. Facebook, Tony Katz Radio. I'm Tony Katz. Tomorrow, everyone.